Good morning, everyone. How fun is this? I hope you are cozy there with coffee in hand, sitting and celebrating with your family this day, just two days past Christmas, the day or season that we celebrate Jesus coming into this world, bringing good news to the world that salvation had come to all that would believe and put their trust in mom, him. Mom, 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 mom. Okay, so somebody what? just delivered this for you. No. It was a, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle of something here. Okay, well, somebody just delivered this for you. They need you to open it now and I need to go. So please take this. Okay. Sorry. Uh, okay, thank you, Bella. Oh, wow, this is, this is a very large card. Okay, I wonder why now. <laughs> so, if you've been attending or watching us online, you would know that we just finished up with an incredible series called reveal. If you would, would you just light up the chat session this morning and just give a huge shout out to Pastor Michael and Pastor John for bringing some serious fire the last few weeks. Thanks guys so much. That was amazing. Um, don't worry if you missed it, you can head back to our website where you can watch it from our sermon archive. I think back to just a few months ago when we were planning that series reveal and I had this picture like pop into my mind of a light bulb. Now, it wasn't any light bulb, it wasn't like a great value bulb, but it was like a GE reveal bulb, right? So then my mind began to um, kind of just drift off while God was giving me revelation of something so simple. I'm sure the team remembers that moment is it was the time when I mentally checked out of the meeting and they had to repeat everything to me because I was somewhere else off cozy in my thoughts. Reveal means to make something public or known. Actually, it means to make something hidden known. You see, obviously, when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, he was hidden in her belly. And soon to be revealed later, this beautiful, incredible baby boy. And not some strange alien or some other strange creature that pregnant Mary dreamt about. All the moms out there know exactly what I'm talking about. No, he was perfect. He was beautiful. And he was sent here for you and for me. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for everybody watching. I thank you that they're gathered around ready and expectant to hear from you, God. For when we are expectant, that is the breeding ground for miracles, God. So I just thank you that you are here with us today by your Holy Spirit. I just ask that you would speak through me clearly. I thank you that the illumination of the word would just go deep into their hearts, God, and they would receive all that they came here for today. In Jesus' name, God, you are so good. Amen. All right, so we're going to start off. If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to title this message, Leaving the Light On. I know, now that commercial made a whole lot more sense to you right now, but we're going to break this up. I'm just going to break it up into four bite-sized small pieces for you. He the light, we the light, be the light, and free the light. Okay, not as like classy as Pastor Michael's Michaelisms, okay? We're just going to keep it simple this morning. Okay, so speaking of the light, did you happen to see just six days ago 
when two of the largest planets in the solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, joined together and formed what they call the Star of Bethlehem, something that this world has not seen but 800 years ago. Um, you know, the same star that led the shepherds to Jesus. Um, I don't know about you, coincidence 2020? I don't think so. All right, we're going to start off with He, the Light. In Isaiah 49.6. So if you would open up your Bibles, open up your app, however you can see the word, or just read it right here from the screen. You can see it right here. Okay, Isaiah 49.6. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Can you agree with the word this morning that Jesus came as the light of the world? Okay, good. Because now we're going to go to John 1 and verse 4. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I have to read that again because that is so good, guys. Okay, the word gave life to everything that was created. You were created, I was created, so the word gave life to us. Okay, he brought light to everyone. His life brought light to you. When someone brings you something, like when, you, when they brought you all those incredible Christmas gifts, right, just a couple days ago, it was up to you then to have to receive them, right? So the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never, it says never, extinguish it. When you receive his light that was brought to you, there is nothing, no darkness, no devil, not hell, and no demon can ever extinguish that light that was brought to you. Can somebody give a little bit of amen in the chat session right now? Okay. Okay, the scripture goes on to talk about how God sent John the Baptist to talk about the light so everyone might believe because of his testimony. It says that he indeed wasn't the light himself, but his, he was to witness about the true light that he was coming into the world. Now, I have a question for you. <clears throat> the one who is the true light, his name is? Right, Jesus. And one more question. And did Jesus walk the earth with John? Right again, he did. Now, listen carefully. John 9 and verse 5. And I love this. This is going to bring full revelation to you. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. But while I am here in this world, let me ask you another question. Is Jesus still walking the earth? No, he is not here walking the earth. And this is not a trick question. This I want you to clearly understand and see the transference of power and authority that was given to us when Jesus ascended into heaven, like it says in Colossians 3. <clears throat> Since you have been raised to new life, it's Colossians 3, 1, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. All right, so now that we've settled where Jesus is, let's read another scripture that's going to lead us to our next point. John eight twelve. 
Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. <clears throat> when Jesus left this earth, we then became the light that walks here on earth. Isn't that amazing? Let's go to John in chapter 14 and verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. See, he lives and takes up residency in our hearts. We, the light. Remember what Jesus said, but while I am here, in the world? Okay, next scripture. I know this is like a fat word sandwich this morning, but we're going with it. Okay, John 17. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. So just as the Father sent Jesus, Jesus is sending us. Matthew 5 and verse 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Now, of course we don't put a lamp under a basket because the basket would start on fire. That's just my, that's the Dana translation. But let me read another translation. It's from the Passion. I like to kind of read a couple different translations. It gives you better revelation into the true meaning of the scripture. Okay, it says, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So everyone can benefit from its light, okay? Totally reminds me of something. Have any of you ever owned one of those things called a star shower? <clears throat> at Christmas time, you buy it, came in a box, like I think it's like Walgreens because it's like one of those as seen on TV things, right? Well, you place it in your yard and you shine it up on the house and it puts all these beautiful twinkly lights everywhere in the tree branches and on the house and it's so, so, so beautiful. Well, we set ours up. It was so, so, so beautiful until one day Bella came running through the front door and she's like, mom, mom, Someone stole the cord from the star shower and then the extension cords that go with it, it's gone. Somebody took it. I, so I totally started cracking up and I was like, Bella, no, no, no one stole the plug-in cord that goes on the back of it or the extension cords. Your dad actually took them off of there because thank God you didn't get electrocuted, but there was something wrong with the connection. But anyways, what I think is so great about that is it bothered Bella that there wasn't light. It should bother us when our lights aren't shining. Okay, let's turn now to Acts 13 and verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, Commanded who? Paul and Barnabas. 
For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for the salvation to the ends of the earth. The Passion Translation says it this way, that you would become a beacon light for the nations to release salvation to the ends of the earth. How do we release salvation to the ends of the earth? By speaking, by speaking life and truth to those all around you. Jesus commissioned us to be his ambassadors, speaking that truth to all you would come in contact with. Now, think back to the prophet Isaiah that we first started talking about in the scriptures as we began this message. See, Isaiah was foretelling about Jesus that would come into the world and and talk about salvation coming to us. But now he's talking because he commissions now Paul and Barnabas. Did you see the transference that happened? It went from Jesus once he left the earth. Then he brought it to us to take salvation to the ends of this earth. Okay, next point. A little fun fact, okay? Now, I need you to get your chat fingers ready, okay? Because I'm gonna ask you a question. Trivia, yes? Okay. If I were to ask you who created the light bulb, you would say, you would say, okay, you probably all wrote Edison, correct? Well, let me just tell you a little story here. There was a man by the name of Joseph Swan, who in 1878 from England, Pastor John, you'd be so proud, he actually invented a working lamp. Now, there was something wrong with that lamp though, and it was really impractical for everyday use. So Edison kind of saw what Swan had done, and he tweaked a little something, and just a year later, came out with a patent for his light bulb. Well, it kind of ticked Mr. Swan off a little bit, okay? Because Swan, like, is the one that came up with this. And so he actually came back and filed a lawsuit against Edison. And then Edison, who, instead of continuing the argument back and forth, decided to come together with Swan, and they created one of the largest bulb manufacturing companies in the world, Edison Swan United. Nice, right? Now there was other um, inventors like such as William Sawyer and Alban Man. Can you imagine like buying lo- light bulbs by the Alban Man? I mean, I feel like it's like kind of <laughs> kind of a combination of Darth Vader and Terminator. I don't know, but I think it'd be really cool to buy light bulbs from him. Anyways, they all threw in the towel and just decided, you know what? We are going to come together and put together a company now called. General Electric. Yes, that is where that came from. Okay, like I said, little fun fact, little fun trivia for the day. Now, I am no electrician whatsoever, but I do know that in order for a light bulb to work, you have to have some electricity coming into the bulb that's able to change it in its form so that it can be used for illumination, right? In a lamp or if you're plugging it into a a string of lights. See, Your light isn't going to shine unless you are plugged into the source of light. Now you know where I'm going. On December 14th, I just happened to go to bed a little bit early. And I was just talking to God about, you know, what do you want to say? You know, and I, um, have you ever just been talking to God and and like right in the middle of your prayer, you you just fall asleep and and you wake up the next morning and you just kind of totally forget where you left off? No, just me? 
Okay, that's okay. It's happened to me way more than I'd actually like to admit. But okay, about two hours into my sleeping, sleeping, the Lord woke me up and he started downloading all this stuff with this message, talking to me about it. And I was like, um, okay, Lord, we usually, usually talk to me in the shower and now I'm like totally sleeping. Well, he nudged me very gently as only he can do. And he said, Dana, you haven't been still enough or quiet enough to just listen. Even your time in the shower has been rushed and you are t thinking about your things and planning out your day, thinking about the people you need to meet with and the things that you need to check off your list and what to make for dinner. So I was like, what? Whatever are you talking about, Lord? No, I, I didn't. I, I received his correction that he spoke to my heart. I rolled over to where my phone was plugged in at the nightstand and immediately, I mean immediately, I had to plug into my source and start writing right then. Can I ask you a question? How well connected are you? Do you need a little bit of, could you use a little tightening maybe, like I did? Or do you ever even take the light for granted? Got a story for you. How many of you have seen or gone to the Philippi's Winter Wonderland, right? So wonderful, all parked up, Springfield Road, East Peoria, Illinois, right? I think we just won some incredible award, like it's one of the best and all over, right? Well, I just happened to live somewhat near the area and I was, um, Let's just say I was just a little bit annoyed that there was cars backed up for six days to be able to come in and see this thing, right? And that's kind of how it is every year. You have all these cars. So I think I was coming from Kroger, which was very near, and I knew the back way to get up to Springfield Road so I could go up the hill. And I'm telling you what, I just was like, got annoyed with the people in the, in the lane, right? I was thinking they were going to come over in front of me and they were just like forever. And I'm just like, seriously, people? Like you're going to wait in line for like four hours to see the lighted polar bear, okay? So instead, I just decided to like go as fast as I could up in the right lane and be just thoroughly annoyed going up and passing all these beautiful lights. And then the Lord again spoke to my heart and he's like, really? And I was like, what? And he's like, you take for granted all this beautiful, some people have never seen that light. Some people it's the very first time. And you remember, Dana, the very first time that you saw it and how incredible and how beautiful it was. But I had taken it for granted because I go past it every single day. Don't take the light for granted. Let's go to John in 15. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will bear much fruit. Apart from me, they can do nothing. I love that scripture. I so, so do. It just always reminds me in staying connected with the Lord. And in my waking up that day that I told you about when I had fallen asleep and the Lord woke me up, I was reminded of this verse. And I pictured like a strand of like Edison bulbs, right? A strand of them. So beautiful. Or, or the crazy Christmas lights that you go to put up on your tree like we were this year and then half of them go out. Anyone? anyone else and then you want to just pick all up the all the lights up and just chuck them out the front door and do anything but decorate the tree after that no okay no we'll just we'll just um keep 
going on with that then. Um, see, <clears throat> when one of those lights in the strand goes out, and I know they've gotten all creative now and you can have strands where one goes out and the rest don't, but would you just go back old school with me to the other lights where one light would come out, it affected all the others. And it would cause all of them to go dim or it would cause all of the light to go out. See, <clears throat> when we go dim, others can go dim in their lives. Now, dimmers love them. I don't know what it is, but this last month I've got this crazy idea. I went to my husband and I'm like, honey, we got to have dimmer switches on all the switches in our house. I love them. I love the, the up, the down, because some of those new LED lights are just crazy, just too bright. And I just love how we can have a little bright and a little nice. Okay. So dimmer, dimmer switches for all, right? Everyone should have them. So we tend to go dim when there's a problem with the connection to the source. You hear what I'm saying? Or when someone or something puts us down, kind of like you would with the dimmer switch, right? Old school knob, new, we have these. Okay, all right. See, after we received the light and after we decided to be the light, well, now we are to free the light. Now, when we free something, we release it or we, we let it go, right? So when we free the light, we allow others to see the light, and when others can see the light, then they can receive the light. Very good. All right. I mean, isn't that the Great Commission? Isn't that what Jesus commanded us to do in Matthew 28? Go and make disciples. Well, what is a disciple but a follower of Jesus? The light. In case you missed it the first time, I'm going to replay that 30-second commercial so you can listen very carefully to the words. We've been leaving the light on for a long time. You might think maybe it would start flickering or get tired of lighting the way. Maybe take a day off from welcoming weary travelers with a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Nope, still burning brightly. I'm Tom Baudet from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. He says... You might think that we might get tired of lighting the way. Maybe take a day off from welcoming weary travelers. See, I read a story this week and it was about a man that wrote in and he was talking about how he was so broken, that he was addicted to drugs, he sold them, and he was just in a place where he thought the world would be a better place without him in it. But... He, and after a lot of consideration, decided to give it just one more shot. God showed up as the light in this man's life and delivered him from a life of anxiety, delivered him from a life of addiction. It was a daily walk surrendering his life to the life that God had planned for him. But see, what if there's others around us, and I venture to say that there's way more than we ever think that there are, that are waiting for you to be used by God in their one more shot. Maybe it's somebody sitting next to you in church that you don't know, and it just takes a reaching out. 
Or maybe it's that mom in the grocery store that is at her wit's end and her children are screaming. Or maybe it's those living in nursing homes that don't have anyone to come and see them. Or maybe it's a brother or a sister that you had an argument with 20 years ago. See, I don't want to stand before the Lord one day and have to answer to him, why didn't I let my light shine? I want to shine bright so that everywhere I go and every person I talk to would see his light. Before you race to tear down all of your Christmas decorations and all your Christmas lights, can I challenge you to just do one thing? Keep them on just one more day or maybe just one more hour so that you can be reminded to keep the light on. Maybe you're joining us today and this is your one more shot. You flipped on the TV or you went to your computer and you saw this and you are just asking God, needing his help today. And maybe you've never received him as the Lord of your life, so you have never seen that light before. So let it be my absolute honor and privilege to lead you that direction this morning. Jesus is just waiting for you to say, yes, I need that light in my life. Or maybe you're watching today and you're like, oh man, need a little tightening up like you when you were sleeping and paying too much attention to the things going on around about you and not taking time to just sit still and listen. Jesus is the light and he was sent here for you and he was sent here to help you. Let's pray this morning. So God, I just thank you so much for everybody watching this morning. I pray that this very moment, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, that you're speaking to them. You are speaking to them about coming to know you. You are speaking to them about shining bright, not just sometimes, all the time, God, keeping the light on. So God, this moment, everybody watching under the sound of my voice, if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, received that light that came into the world, I want you to speak these words with me. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all the sins that I've committed. I ask you to come into my life and be the Lord of my life. I give my heart to you and I receive you in Jesus' name this moment. Amen. And for everybody else watching this moment, God, I just pray if they need a little tightening and they need a little brightening, God, that they would remember this moment to leave the light on that you would encourage them, that you haven't left them, that you are right beside them. And just like it said in John, I'm the vine and you are the branches, Lord. Help us stay firmly committed and hold tight to the, to the vine. I thank you, Lord, for this day. Let everyone go out. Have a terrific, a wonderful day celebrating the new 2021 year. In Jesus' name, be so blessed and have a wonderful day.